0: Greetings and welcome to the Saved by the podcast.
1: I love the power glove. It's so bad. No!
0: I feel the need, the need for speed.
1: Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that?
0: Better alive. You are coming
1: with me. Look I what you did, it. you little jerk. Look i'm coming to get you get busy living or get busy dying you are next and the thing is after all these years i still look back with wonder
0: welcome into the Save by nostalgia podcast i'm noah Groninger, alongside clint switzer And we have a school election to take part in, Clint, for student body president, and we must decide who to vote for. we got to make our selections, Jesse or Zach. But wait, there are write-in choices as well, like Jason Bateman, Alf, of course, Gilligan or The Skipper. This is the episode, The Election, which is episode 14 on the DVDs. And, Clint, this is one of our favorites, as we can never get enough Mr. Dewey. I'll
1: tell you what, this episode is giving me good, good, good vibrations. I am... Such a fan of this election episode. It's one of the earliest ones that I remember watching as a kid, and I think it's funny because it's obviously shown out of order because Zach uh, still kind of has the prepubescent voice and the mm-hmm. shorter hair in this episode, whereas the previous few have shown him with like the longer hair, kind of the the spiky uh, front hair that he's got going on. Of course, Zach, you know, Mark Paul had to uh, dye his hair once a week while th- this entire show went on. So props to him for continuing with that. But uh, this is one that really stands the test of time and stands out as one that, you know, it really tackled, uh, really took like a really um, almost professional approach to the idea of elections. I mean, it kind of it's almost I mean, it's strange to think, but it's almost like how I learned about the election process and voting. I mean, I was a very young child watching this. So who the president like was? Basis. Yeah, this is like my basis for for elections in America. Like I'm
0: kind of feeling patriotic watching this thing. Yeah, you see the poster, don't be testy, vote for Jesse, uh, which I don't really understand later on when they're talking about, okay, who's going to run and it's only Jesse apparently and then Zach enters, so why does she have all these posters around saying vote for Jesse when she's the only one, so uh, that was a little confusing. She's running for student body president, uh, Zach says he only runs for buses, blondes and brunettes, a great line, uh, he says that he does care about the student body too, Jesse, don't Challenge me here. I care about the student body. Hers, referring to Kelly. But she says, that's one campaign, Zach, that you're never going to win.
1: Oh, that's heartbreaking. Of course, that's untrue, as we will come to uncover
0: as this um, (laughs) unfolds. We
1: are knee-deep into our review of Saved by the Bell. We're going to all 86 episodes and then beyond, guys. So, hope you're enjoying it. This one, oh my gosh, I love this because I feel like you know, Jesse's a character that we rag on quite a bit. Um, either one of us are a big fan of Jesse. Elizabeth Berkeley in there just sort of, uh, she's just kind of neurotic. She's always kind of in people's business. She doesn't really have uh, a positive purpose. But in this one, I think she kind of turns the corner It features her. It's really the first episode that, like, puts her kind of in the limelight. And uh, she talks about how her mom got involved in the 60s in a You can picture Jesse's mom being a hippie that was at Woodstock and that certainly burned her bra while spitting on (laughs) Vietnam veterans.
0: Well, yes, of course, that has to be how Jesse came to be, uh, how she is, and uh, just kind of a stick in the mud, very serious usually. Uh, But uh, Mr. Dewey enters, and I'd like to note this, like Jesse and Zach are talking there and kind of out of focus in the background, you see Mr. Dewey walking down the stairs Uh, and he turns to look at Jesse's poster for president, and that's kind of when he comes in and welcomes her to the fray. I thought uh, just kind of being an acting uh, kind of nerd here, talking about just the intricacies of it, that that was kind of a nice subtle acting choice uh, that uh, he made there, kind of immersing himself in this world, acting as if okay, I see this poster, that's when I realize Jesse's running, and then I walk over and I say, welcome her, or I welcome you into the fray. And uh, so that was kind of a Something I noticed kind of in the background that uh, I thought was kind of a nice acting choice that uh, probably went unnoticed by 99.9% of other people, but I appreciate it, Mr. Dewey, if you're out there, I appreciate it. Uh, he enters as class in classic Mr. Dewey fashion, uh, telling Zach, uh, who's making jokes about algebra, you make light of algebra now, but when you're all grown up and your friends are making logarithm jokes at cocktail parties, you won't have a clue as to what everyone's laughing at, putting I'd Zach love- in his place right there.
1: I love Patrick Thomas O'Brien as Mr. Dewey. It's great to see him back here. It's a subtle and dry humor like that that I'm just such a fan of in general. But just the way he presents himself, like you said, the intricacies of the Mr. Dewey character. I just love this. I love him uh, being being the uh, kind of the faculty member that's in charge of uh, of this election and this. I just love everything about this. I love Mr. Dewey, of course. Uh, he talks about how there's going to be a free trip to Washington for the winner. Uh, Mr. Belding says the funding came through; it's going to happen for the faculty advisor and, of course, the principal. But the last time Mr. <laughs> Mr. Belding was in Washington, oh my goodness, he was arrested with Mr. B with Mrs. B for skinny dipping in the Potomac. I love that line.
0: That's a Kodak moment, says Mr. <laughs> Dewey. So, it doesn't because- quite. Make, it, it doesn't quite make sense to me why Zach really wants to enter this and go through all the rigmarole of running for president and uh, trying to get people and making posters. Uh, does he really want to go to Washington to, with Mr. Dewey and Mr. Belding hanging around all the time? I mean, yes, he doesn't get school for a week, and later on Slater says he gets to party. I'm not sure how much partying is going to be with tagging along with Mr. Dewey and Mr. Belding. I think he'd much rather stay at school and cause havoc while well, the principal's gone, but I- that's just me. Talked about
1: the exact same thing here. I was like, for one, Zach lives in L.A., This Bayside High School's in the Pacific Palisades, California. <laughs> and he, he's talking about going to Washington on this trip, and it's just like, I, I, I don't get it. Slater, the quote was, Slater says Zach will be partying his brains out in Washington. <laughs> for one, this sounds like a very boring trip. Yes. And a lot... You know that Zach would have to be in charge of as student body president. You're right. It seems like a lot of rigmarole just for this trip to Washington. I've traveled all over the country now, as you know. I've never been to Washington myself, and I just – I don't know that that's somewhere that I ever really need to go. I appreciate – You don't have
0: the Washington desire just burning in you right now? I
1: don't, and I don't know why Zach – so that's interesting. We both both had yeah. that, so –
0: Zach's gonna have to end up bailing uh, Mr. Belding and his wife out, Becky Belding, uh, after they skinny dip again. That's what's gonna have to happen. He's gonna have to save Mr. B's hide. Well, I love this. And I love that
1: um, the line where Kelly is talking about being undecided in this election. And uh, she tells and Jesse gets angry and says, we're women, Kelly. We go to the bathroom together. We vote together. And I could just picture this being like a Hillary Clinton moniker to all women out there. Like, what are you doing voting for Donald Trump? We're women. We go to the bathroom together.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But then Kelly's like, oh, no, I got to wait and listen. And then uh, Jesse walks away. Uh, women. So she's. Like an f- anti feminist feminist.
1: I know what, this, what it's like. I dated her. But if it pieces. doesn't work
0: in her way, then she's anti feminist and uh, women. I can't trust them.
1: Well, uh, this is another funny line to me that one of my favorite lines. I, I still like Dustin Diamond's work around this time. We're going to talk to executive producer Peter Engel more about Dustin Diamond, uh, the Screech character, as we go on here. We've already had him on for several episodes. But uh, Screech talks about, uh, Zach gives him a noogie and Screech tells him to be careful because his skull hasn't fully hardened yet. And I just love it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. uh, Earlier you mentioned uh, Zach uh, raises his hand and he's going to be the one that uh, challenges Jesse and uh, runs for student body president. And uh, you mentioned the good, good, good vibrations that Mr. Dewey says is he's proud of Zach's patriotism and it's giving him good, good, good vibrations. But that comes about as Zach says that well, I'm running because I've been inspired by the Beach Boys and their words saying, be true to your school. So uh, I love that line. And then Mr. Dewey's line, uh, kind of retort, reply to Zach after that.
1: Well, we have, of course, yet another um, incident of of, uh, Screech spilling the beans on a Zach scheme.
0: Um,
1: As uh, Slater, he tells, uh, he gets caught, Screech gets caught with uh, the travel brochures and Screech asks him what what he's up to. And, of course, he just picks Screech up by his shirt. Screech spills the beans. And uh, there it is, Screech revealing another plot. Uh, two episodes in a row where Screech is just revealing a plot with uh, really no pushback.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what Screech is just going to do from here on out. We're, we're into it now. We're, we've settled in. We've realized that this is our reality moving forward. We're just going to have to deal with it. Screech is going to spill the beans, ruin a fo- foil a plan, ruin a scheme, whatever it is. He's going to give it up and then just have an oops afterwards, and all's forgotten. And uh, we move on from there. But uh, to me, this is kind of strange where Zach says that he can't wait to be president and go to Washington. And uh, they use kind of the read my lips. Zach says, read my lips, and then uh, tells Screech more about the plan. And uh, they go into that because that's a famous George Bush, a president at the time, uh, him saying, read my lips, no new taxes. Uh, He ended up raising taxes later on. But uh, that's the history side of that. So that was a little strange that they threw that in. I didn't catch that, obviously, as a kid. I had no idea about who the president was, that he said this read-my-lips thing and catching Zach and uh, connecting those two. So that's something that came with age and being older, 34, 35 now as we are. And uh, it was also interesting to me that Zach – not Zach – Max is playing both sides here. Uh, They're they're having the rally, and uh, Zach is uh, saying – Regarding our Constitution, who cares? Do you want to live a life without pizza, nachos, or hot dogs? Everyone's screaming, no! And uh, Jesse goes up to Max, and who, who are you going to side with? And he's got a little apron that says, Spano is my man Zach comes at him, and hey, I thought you were going with me. And he, then he tears off and has another apron that says, I back Zach. So Max playing both sides there. I didn't know how to feel about that. Uh just be a people pleaser, just uh, whoever comes up to him, that's the person he's voting for next. Well, Lisa is, of
1: course, the campaign advisor for Jessica Myrtle. We learn Jesse's middle name. And uh, Kelly kind of makes a funny line when she says, um, you know, I um, am throwing all of my all of my support to Jessica Myrtle. And Jesse's very em- embarrassed by this middle name. And, and Zach says that Myrtle is the name of his turtle. Uh, but Zach <laughs> counters with an amazing campaign. Video. It's just uh, filled with political imagery. Shows pictures of him as a kid posing with the likes of Rocky Balboa, President Bush. He's shaking hands with nerds. And uh, Jesse says he's making a mockery of democracy. And Kelly does not appreciate the blatant propaganda. And that's when she says she's leaning towards Jessica Myrtle. I love that whole segment. The video is amazing. And I like how they're um, in this season, they really kind of portray. Uh, A lot of these ideas through the use of video. We saw that in the the, uh, friendship business episode with the buddy bands. And now we're seeing it here with the the political commercial.
0: Yeah, I was wondering who narrated this video. Who did Zach call on to narrate the video for him? Uh, You mentioned uh, Zach posed with cardboard cutouts of uh, Rocky. Also, Madonna was in there. And uh, somehow, I don't know how they have this technology. He has Photoshopped his face on Timmy's face, uh, the kid from Lassie. uh, So he can say that uh, he's... He's with the animals. He's kind to our furry friends, not just the nerds. And uh, the little tagline is Zach Morris: Why the heck not? As Zach is holding up two fingers, kind of an ode to Richard Nixon uh, of the time back then.
1: I wonder if you wore a "Why the heck not" hat today, you would be publicly criticized, thrown out of restaurants. I just wonder how. I think I think we need to put this to the test. Zach Morris: Why the heck not? That's the campaign side I'm on.
0: Absolutely. And a little kind of side piece here. Uh, we get, uh, after, uh, we talked about how screech gives up the scheme to Slater, uh, Slater goes into the bathroom or locker room, uh, and, uh, to tell Mr. Belding, uh, that Zach knows about the trip and, um, he's there and Mr. Belding's in there mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the buffest principal of all Mr. Belding's in a half shirt boxing trunks. It's a very strange look. Uh, and then he goes out, he said he's got to deal with this, and he leaves uh, the bathroom or locker room, and there's shrieks and screams, and then there's some uh, woo-hooing. Woo! <laughs> nice legs! And uh, Mr. Belding is embarrassed there, and he I'm sure he's wishing that uh, that Washington trip can't come soon enough. He's been embarrassed, and he needs uh, time away. Want to well, get away?
1: Don't you think it's odd that, like, that... Um they try to kind of plot against Zach once he finds out that Zach knows about the trip to Washington. Like who cares if he knows about the trip to Washington, he's running, he's doing a fair election. He's doing all the right things. He's making posters. He's making video. Like he's trying to win student body president. Really? Who cares what his motivations are? I don't understand why that was this big tip. Well, they want, point. they want Jesse
0: to win. They know she's boring and dull and talking about the constitution. Uh, well, Zach is uh, he, He's in the lead, 70% uh, to 30%, uh, but now Zach wants to lose because Mr. Belding comes in and tells Zach the Washington trip is being canceled. Of course, it's a lie. He's just testing Zach to see uh, if he will stay in the race and run, and Zach proposes uh, triple the homework. Uh, He's turned now. He's becoming dull. He wants to lose this race. Now that the trip is off, Zach is out, and Jessie sells out. She becomes a partying valley girl, leaving all her morals and values behind, just to try to win, we're not. We don't see this often, but uh, she really wants to win. She wants to be student body president, so she proposes MTV during study hall, field trips to the mall, hall passes on demand, and detention for teachers instead of students.
1: As Mr. Dewey is hilariously in the background, like kind of waving his finger about after he hears about <laughs> that. Again, I, another nuance that I just love yes. about Mr. Dewey, and I, I like this scene for Jesse's character for Elizabeth Berkeley because, I. I think this is the first episode that really kind of gives her some, you know, kind of a purpose. I like this scene it was like one that like, i vividly remember as a kid like almost like having a crush on jesse for the first time because she looked really <laughs> pretty in this pink as a valley girl i was like oh my gosh she's is pretty after all and i like this i think there was a, it was a kind of a kind of a comical way of trying to uh you know trying to, to switch the vote zach wants out jesse wants in and they're both going against what they really believe in to try to get what they want and uh you, you, know, you found funny? jesse
0: pretty here you didn't you didn't enjoy the sweater vest, the uh, collared shirt, the tie, and the uh, no. kind of mom jeans she was wearing earlier. This might
1: be Jesse's one shining moment for me in the entire series, to be honest. But I am appreciating what's going on here. It's funny, like I said, they're both <laughs> they're both um, going against their morals to try to win this election. So basically, it's real politics in a nutshell playing out right here on Save by the Bell.
0: It is, and then we've got to find out who the winner is. The votes have been tallied. Jason Bateman has entered the race, and he's got nine write-in votes. Uh, Alf, of course, there has to be a mention of Alf. I think that's we're up to like five or six now. I've lost track. There's he's got Alf got seven votes, Gilligan six, and the Skipper two. <laughs> Mr. Belding's a great line. He's a comedic genius, Mr. Belding, uh, in his own mind. Uh, Jesse three forty-two, and then Zach is the winner with three forty-three. Uh, earlier, Kelly said she voted for Zach because she couldn't decide, and. After realizing she lost, Jesse loses by one vote, Jesse kind of gives the evil eye to Kelly, and Kelly's, hey, no, I was joking. I actually voted for Gilligan. Uh, I'm not sure I believe her. I just think she wanted out uh, from the evil eye of Jesse, and so she lied. I think Kelly was the deciding vote that leaned towards Zack. What,
1: what do you think about these names the the idea of using Jason Bateman? I don't know how popular he was at the time. I know he'd done Teen Wolf 2 and stuff
0: like that, but I'm like, I believe Jason he was Bateman? in a little house on the prairie. Um, yeah. And so a super popular show um, around the, uh, earlier than then, but uh, still super popular for around that time and. Of course uh, it, it was a very interesting choice, Jason Bateman, because he was a kid in the show. I'm not sure how many people knew the actor in that show, that, what, of Little House on the Prairie. That kid was Jason Bateman and would uh, kind of connect those dots. Uh, so I do agree with you that that was an interesting choice.
1: And of course, Alf, which is uh, mentioned yes. in pretty much every episode and Gilligan, uh, which is brought up again um, because later in the college years, Zach will need to remind screech of the tragedy of the SS minnow, trying to keep him from going <laughs> on a, a cruise. So um, I kind of like that touch of using these random names. And of course we never hear of these people again, cause they're, they're not real, but at the end, I like how it comes together with Zach sneaking in Jesse's window and sees Jesse crying over losing and they're, they're friends since they were kids. Um, and he says that he's going to Belding to resign. He wants Jesse to be the president, giving up uh, his office to Jesse, who is obviously very deserving and uh, wants this badly, knows what she's doing. Really cool moment between these friends. They live next door. Zach has made a, hit, you know, made a habit of coming in the window. And I always like when he does that. It kind of shows their friendship and maybe that it's been going on longer than any of the others uh, between any of those friends.
0: Yeah, I definitely like that touch of climbing through the window and, uh, the mention of the blankie and the teddy bear or bear bear as, uh, Zach, uh, kind of shrieks out, uh, when he finally gets it back from Jesse, uh, it's been a long time and, uh, you can tell that he's missed it and he's been longing for it. He's probably stayed up many nights, uh, thinking about it and, uh, wondering, uh, what bear bear is doing. Jesse pulls it out and immediately, bear bear, I, I-, I mean, uh, Teddy, uh, anyway, uh, so uh zach has a a connection with that and it's great that he gets it back jesse gets back her blankie but uh what did you think of this episode this is a strong one for me um definitely uh i don't know between this and the friendship business might be the two strongest ones we've reviewed so far early on uh the gift is one early on that i really liked uh fatal distraction but uh, it's a tough choice between this and the friendship business for me for favorite episode that we've done so far we've done. Uh, we're on uh, episode 14, but we've done 15 because we started off with uh, King of the Hill, a definitive first episode, uh, so we started with that. But 15 uh, episodes in, I think this might be uh, one of the strongest ones.
1: I completely agree. I think this is maybe the uh, best episode of season one. I, I think it kind of encapsulates everything that we love about this show. I mean, we got the proper scheming, you've got Mr. Dewey, you've got an election that's sort of like actually using real... I don't know. It just made me feel like it was like a real election and the the real tactics and things like that. It kind of taught me a lot about that. And I love Zach's video. Really the whole thing just hits with me, even though it's out of place because the episode aired, um, I think it aired in December of 1989. Uh, no, it aired in November 18th, 1989. Excuse me. I've got it right here. Um, and it was a little bit out of order. Like Zach, Mark Paul Gossler, you could tell, you know, he had like shorter hair in this episode and it was a little like out of place from some of the episodes we'd seen this episode. It just uh, doesn't always go in order. And that's just how it is. We're trying to do them as much in order as we can. But
0: yeah, we talked about the friendship business and the election uh, as two of kind of the best ones we've seen so far and kind of off air before uh, taping this. We talked about the teachers in friendship business. Mr. Tuttle's in that one. Uh, Kind of running the businesses and Mr. Dewey's in this. Those are two of our strongest episodes. We love Mr. Dewey, Mr. Tuttle. And in today's society, a lot of people, you're kind of forced to choose. You got to choose one. But I don't think we can choose. I think we refuse to choose since there's a lot of lines in here. Uh, Don't get testy, vote for Jesse. Uh, I'm going to rhyme here and say I, re- I refuse to choose between Mr. Dewey and Mr. Tuttle.
1: Yeah, especially with Mr. Dewey's line late in this. Before the election, he says, the tension mounts. Oh, what a feeling. I use that <laughs> to this day, whether it be texting you during a sporting event. or any, I use this that line frequently, and I'm a huge fan of both teachers, so... And a lot to get into here. This feels like some episodes, like the Mamas and the Papas, it feels like nothing is going on. This one, it feels like everything's going on. Like you're immersed in this universe of Bayside High School. You care about who wins this election. You care about Zach getting to go to Washington, even though it seems ridiculous. And I just think all around, such a strong episode. One of the reasons that I just love this show, and it's encapsulated right here in this episode.
0: It really is. It has it all. Mr. Dewey's strong, and he's in it throughout, so that's a good sign. Uh, Mr. Belding uh, comes back. Uh, I kind of missed him lately. Uh, Save that tiger. Uh, he had some good stuff. Mamas and Papas, he was a little more understated, uh, so I definitely like Mr. Belding coming with uh, some silly lines and uh, kind of be seen more throughout the show in the episode. Uh, so the last couple episodes, uh, we've gotten more Mr. Belding. We get Mr. Dewey. Uh, we've had Mr. Tunnel recently. Uh, these characters are going to be seen uh, more frequently as we move on, so uh, that's a good sign for where we're heading. And this episode just had it all for me. Like you said, uh, just brings me back to my childhood. This podcast is called Saved by Nostalgia. This really brings brings back the nostalgic feelings. And uh, we can't thank you all enough for listening. Uh, definitely hit us up on all our social medias: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Search save by Nostalgia. Find us, like us, interact with us. And Clint. How can we find, how can they out there find all of our stuff on our podcast? We're everywhere.
1: Oh, if you have a smartphone, Noah, you've got access to this show. So please uh, subscribe on iTunes, um, on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, and certainly Spotify. You can get this show. Share it with your friends. Let them know that there's a couple yahoos out there reviewing every say by the bell episode. And no, it's not going to end there. We're going to be doing lots of retro reviews between movies, TV shows, toys, video games. This is Save by nostalgia. It's about making us who we are today. All of these things helped do that. And I think any, you know, as much as anyone that I know that we are, this is such a part of our lives to this day. Clearly, and it means a lot to us. That's why we're doing it. We can't uh, wait to keep bringing you these episodes. You've got Peter Engel, executive producer, going to be joining us for some more episodes. Troy Froman, who plays Ox. Ryan Hollahan, that plays Sylvester Solomon. So much more coming up here on the Save by Nostalgia podcast.